Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why Though the Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, we want to make sure that if you want to support us just a little more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash butwhythopc. There we have a variety of things for a dollar a month. You can get access to all of our episodes early as well as our, as well as our research notes for $3. You get special behind the scenes and cutouts and extra episodes. And for our new tier, for $10, you pick the streamable movie, we watch it and review it just for you. So head on over there if you want to help out some more. And for $3, we will also send you buttons and stickers and whatever merch my mind comes up with. Also, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash butwhythopc, Twitter at butwhythopc, and interact with us. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, and today is our 50th episode. We've made it to 50. We're above average according to the statistics for podcasts. We're way above average, because the average podcast lasts about two months and about between seven and 15 episodes. And we're pretty much at a year. We are at a year. Oh, we are at a year. Well, technically. So, by the calendar, we'd be at a year. By episode-wise, we'd be too short. Huh. Okay. Well... As always, I'm your host. Oh, and this episode, we're a- we're answering your questions. Thanks to all of you who sent them in. Just so you know, I will also be drawing randomly for each question that you all put in. Somebody who's going to be getting a prize. And that prize is a box with at least a shirt. And the rest will be a surprise. Is it a boat? It could be. Okay. <laughs> I'm your host, Kate. And I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And our quiz master today, handling all of our questions, is going to be Matt. Okay, so the fun part of this is apparently they like it when I read questions and I can buzz them, which I couldn't find a buzzer because I was totally going to buzz people for long answers. But uh, I will be reading questions from you all with your name and then we'll be taking turns answering them. Thank you for all your questions. We will either be, be, either will be both of us, multiple, yeah. <laughs> this will be where either one of us will answer the question, all of us will answer the question, or, you know, maybe two of us will answer the question. We enjoyed all your questions. We thank you for all of them. Time constraints. We don't want this to be three hours of us answering questions, but we do want to answer all of them, especially with, you know, all of our unique interests. So let's get started. First question from Shannon at ShannonJoy26. Please do an F. M A episode. Pretty please? Question mark. On that note, favorite lady on that show. I do not know what FMA is. So go for it. <laughs> so FMA is Full Metal Alchemist, and it is probably the most awesome brotherly love anime that there is. I really, really love it, and I really need to rewatch it. Uh, I can definitely see us doing an episode in the future on Full Metal Alchemist. I do know that we want to do more anime uh, coming up because there's a lot of it, and a lot of people love it. And my favorite lady on that show is going to be Easy. Winry. I love her. She's so awesome and smart and she pretty much gets Ed out of, of a lot of things. So Awesome. And she's I, a technician. I have no idea what any of that meant. Because I've never seen that show. Uh, <laughs> it's good. You'd like it, Matt. I can say that with probably like seventy five percent confidence that you would like Full Metal Alchemist if you watched it. Also, yeah. I love I think coming up for the following twenty eight year, Adrian needs to give me percentage on whether I would like or dislike something. 
Hey, man, Ooh, it, it's yeah. my new favorite game of like guessing if Matt would like this or not. <laughs> it's my full game whether you get this or not. We should just do like a five-minute segment at the end where Adrian gives Matt something to do. Matt does it, and then he comes back and says, yes, Adrian, you were right, or no, you were wrong. Yeah, we'll take some over-unders. We'll, uh, we'll bet. It'll, it'll be good. Fun times. Uh, next question, I'll go with Adrian from Shannon. Uh, what is your dream plot for a new Fast and Furious movie? All right, uh, so you can't buzz me on this because I kind of wrote, like, the first scene. Um, <laughs> see what happens. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to read through it. Uh, see how okay. long it takes you. Okay, so we open up with Nevada 2024, and the opening scene is dystopian America as a young boy is filling up a gas. It's filling up, filling up, it's, I wrote, I was, like, writing this, and I was thinking about Oregon, so... <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to put it in he's, Oregon, but I was like, nah, that's too messed up. Everywhere. That's too messed up. That's too much fourth wall breaking. Um, <laughs> so open up to dystopian America as a young boy is filling up a restored 1970 Dodge Charger in a rundown gas station. In the distance, we see a trio of cars speeding towards a gas station. Brian, let's go, says a booming voice. Panned, then we pan to Dominic Toretto in his typical white tank top with scars and scorched wounds like he's been through some shit. So they both, and for the, you know Brian, he says Brian, let's go because this is his son, who he had in the last movie. For those of you who haven't seen uh, Fate of the Furious, but he has a little a little boy at the end, and his name is Brian to honor Brian O'Connor slash Paul Walker. So the two get into the car, they speed off to the desert before the trio of cars can track them. Then we cut to the charger pulling into like a rundown bunker, um, and then we see the family, but it's not as remembered. As we remember it, Roman, uh, Tyrese's character, Ramsey, uh, Shaw, Elena, and Little Nobody, who's Scott Eastwood's son in the last movie. He sucks. He's, he's, he's not very good. Uh, are all gone. And we know this because they pan to a makeshift memorial of all of their lost friends with, like, pictures and, like, burnt little pictures and stuff. And the remaining members all look as grizzled and worn as Dom, so we know shit is gone down in the last time since we've seen them. And then Letty runs up and embraces Brian in a nice moment of mother and son like she wanted in Fate of the Furious. Um, Tej, we saw some of them outside the gas station. Did they follow us? This is my best Vin Diesel voice. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> loving for this right now. <laughs> uh, Dom asks, you got to wait clean, Dom. I don't know how long we're going to be able to hold out here. They're gaining more and more ground in this area. The war isn't going well. Tez said, Tez Tej says with a child on his lap, and Tej is Ludacris' character, for those of you who do not know. Uh, he's the tech guy, so he's, like, running the security cameras and stuff. Um, Cyborg. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we should be helping out there, Dom. Sean, who is Louis Black's character or from Tokyo Drift, so we bring Louis Black back in, or Lucas Black yes! into the main story. Uh, he's right, Brian. Or he's right. Brian wouldn't want us sitting here doing nothing. Hobbs would be out there fight, Mia says, before Dom slams his hands on the table. I'm not losing any more family in this war. We've had our last ride, Dom says in a low, grizzled voice. Maybe it's time for just one more, Toretto, a voice says at the doorway, and then immediately all the family pulls up their guns that they have and point at the door. Even little Brian uh, pulls out his 9 millimeter 
and is pointing at the door. So you know that he's he's not having the childhood a child should have. Like he's seen some shit and he's ready to pop motherfuckers who come in and try to fuck with his family. Uh, Mr. Nobody, who's Kurt Russell's character, is standing at the door and he's flanked by Daisy Ridley. What? And then Diana, Tej mutters. So you know that they. So you have to infer that Tej and Daisy Ridley got it on, and that's the little babe, that's the kid on Tej's lap. <laughs> they had a kid. We got some interracial, interracial relationships. We're doing it. We're, we're sticking with representation that uh, Vin Diesel is so proud of. Uh, we need you, Toretto. We need all of you. Hobbs has a plan to end all of this. We can't do it without you, Mr. Nobody says. Hobbs should have never left this, or sh- Hobbs should have ended this a long time ago. He had a shot to end this when, we tried to, when he tried to take on that orange-headed Busta alone. Yeah, Orange Headed Busta. Who's that? We don't know. Who's he talking about? He wanted all the fame and got us in this mess. And that's like a that's like his way of like saying fuck you for trying to like break up the family in like the real world. Like he's, he's doing fourth wall jabs at the Rock in, in this. Uh, replies. Uh, Dom replies with a clenched fist. Uh, Hobbs may not be part of this family, but I still am. Diana, Daisy Ridley characters protest. Uh, Hobbs' plan will work. If you won't trust Mr. Nobody, then please trust me. And Daisy Ridley's uh, accented, you know, beautiful, angelic voice. Uh, <laughs> Dom looks around at the face of his family, all of them hanging on his next words, silently urging him to let them back in the fight. Where are we going? Dom says. Mr. Nobody flatly replies, Pon Yang. They're going to North <laughs> Korea. Trump started World War Three. The family is going to end World War Three in Korea. Somehow, Trump got two presidencies, and he started World War Three. That's why we're in 2024, and the family has to go save it. And that's why Dom says orange-headed Busta. Call back to him saying Busta in the first movie. So we're, we're going for it. We're going for it. That's that's And what ensues is a typical you know, Fast and Furious movie, but in North Korea. And you put Kim Kim in there somewhere, I don't know, him driving his tank or some shit. Like there's a lot of upside to this, I, I think. <laughs> a lot of social commentary that can happen in this movie. So I think that might be my favorite podcast moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you need to copyright that and make sure that nobody steals it and you get all the credit. Basically, thank you, Shannon, for asking that question. Because as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. That's such a good question. <laughs> someone, that's how you know someone listens to this podcast when they ask me a Fast and the Furious question. Was it everything you ever help, hoped for? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited with this. Uh, I think there's a lot of upside to it. I generally think, like, that would be such a good movie. What are we supposed to do now? Like, make them dystopian America or put them in space. Like, there's not a lot of options here. <laughs> okay. After that fantastic thing. You want to follow that up? Yeah, no. So we're going to follow up with my question from Shannon of definitely not a nice little plot dream. Uh, what did you think of the new Assassin's Creed game? <laughs> <laughs> well, Shannon, unfortunately, I have not been able to finish it yet, but so far I love it, and it has great. The game is very beautiful. Egypt looks amazing. The gameplay is very fun, and definitely fills in a lot of the prequel lore that happens in the game. And so far my favorite moment was basically they explain how... Uh, Bayek loses his finger. He definitely cuts his finger off. Which ends up bleeding, like I said, to the lore of all up to Assassin's Creed 1. Which is? Assassin's Creed 1. 
What's the lore? Oh, that was the first no, name of the first the game. what's the lore? Oh, basically, I mean, it just shows, like I said, how, why they cut their finger, why they end up cutting their fingers off, and basically how the form of the, the Assassin's Creed Guild. And the finger has to do with the blade coming out easily, right? Yes. Okay. You gotta fill in those things for people who haven't played the games. Well, go play the games. <laughs> Listen to the... I did two episodes on this. <laughs> but yes. I'll let you know more when I actually finish the game. It is a very long and lengthy game and totally worth a buy. Can and I, buy what? Can I answer? Sure. The hippos are so cute. That's it. No. Okay. Moving on. Uh, so from our next questions will be from Nico... Uh, at Brainstormer6... Oh, he's changed it now. Oh, shit. I forgot he deleted his Twitter and made a new one. How in the hell am I supposed to say that? At Darth Neagle. Sure. All right, our next questions are from Nico at Darth Nicole is his Twitter handle. He's also now a contributor and writer as well for the ButWhyThoughPodcast.com team. Adrian needs to say welcome to the family. Salute me familia. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, also be checking out for that as they all, our new team is being releasing their first blogs here soon with already released quite a few. Um... So, his first question for all of us, what has been your proudest moment while doing this podcast? Oh, gosh. I think the proudest moment was getting our first Patreon subscriber. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan was our first Patreon subscriber. Um, Technically, your mom was. Well, my mom doesn't count because she did it because she loves me. I needed people to do it because they love us. But not because they gave birth to me. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, it was the proudest moment because it kind of made me feel like we were doing something that was good enough for people to want to help help us keep this going. Because there's a lot of work that goes into podcasting. And for somebody to donate on Patreon, that, that lets me know that they, they understand that work. And they want us you know, to keep giving them more and to keep doing more. Um, it was it was awesome, and every time somebody subscribes, I'm extremely extremely like I kind of want to cry a little bit. I get that one little lone tear because I feel so proud of of this podcast. Adrian, what is your most proudest or most defining moment from this podcast? Uh, I think I just I think I just had it. Uh, I just did. It. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's having a platform where I could give the pitch to of. Uh, Fast and the Furious 9, which I don't have a title for. I'll think about a title through our episode today. That's going to be catchy. But where else can I do that and actually have people care and listen to it? So I'm going to go with that. Fair enough. Because that's a question that, like, we haven't, like, when when was our Fast and the Furious episode? Like, that was so long ago. 17? It was 15. 15. Like, it's so long ago. But uh, Shan still asked that from episode 15. So, like, that's pretty good. I'm happy with it. Funny thing is, my proudest moment for this podcast, most defining one, is I enjoyed that my Assassin's Creed episode with uh, Jason Flat from the Holy Star Wars podcast was our most downloaded December episode, and one of our highest downloading episodes that beat all the Star Wars content. 
That's actually a pretty proud moment. It is. That's also the first one you did by yourself. Yes, it was also the first one I've done by myself. So that was it. So, next question from Nico would be, I'll go with the one from me. If you could travel anywhere, where would you go and why? I would go to Peru, and I would basically want to live with some of the people down there for a while. And why? Because I find it fascinating. And because I think being able to experience a lot of different cultures and places that do not live like America is great. Because a lot of the crap that I see as first world problems is terrible. (laughs) solid answer and obviously i love biology and the plant diversity and biodiversity in general down there is amazing to look at uh moving to the next question uh this is for kate um he states i recently read the jenna fisher's book an actor's life survival's guide and in it she asked the question why do you want to be an actor i'll ask you guys the same question but in terms of show, why did you choose to do this show? And we left this one up to you because this is pretty much your baby. And by Twitter account, we know me and Adrian barely exist. So. Y'all are getting more followers. <laughs> Kate, why did you choose to do this show? And after, fi- but in 50, 50 episodes in, has anything changed or evolved? Yeah, so I don't know if I've said it on here before. I think I've said it on, like, a couple of the guest spots I've done, but I chose to do this show because I was really frustrated and pretty depressed in my PhD program. Um, And the fun, I love researching, I love teaching, and all of that, like, that passion that I had was gone having to go through, like, the political maneuverings of a PhD department and just a lot of the things I had to go through. And I I was coming home and I was sad and just in a big rut where kind of felt like I was in a big hole. Um, and then I was asked by J.R. Foresteros, um, host of the Story Men podcast and Don't Split Up, who we've had on our show before. Um, I went to a religious studies conference and it was our annual one and I was at a panel on Luke Cage and I was like one of the only people talking like asking questions because I wasn't actually on the panel I was watching it and when everybody finished I kind of pushed everybody on stuff that they said um because some of them hadn't really experienced anything about Luke Cage beyond the comics and all these types of things and um one of the scholars on there was like you should have been up here do you want to come sit up here and he wasn't and I was like I'm so sorry I didn't mean to beat he's like no I mean I honestly mean that like let's talk after and so I talked with him and um, we all had this really great Luke Cage conversation and JR came up to me and he said, hey, we're going to do a Luke Cage review. Come, you know, come guest on my podcast. And before that, I hadn't really done known a whole bunch about what, what came from podcast and from podcasting and getting, getting to have these really in-depth conversations and this research that I loved and knowing that I would be teaching people who were listening I decided, hey, I want to do a podcast, and I want it to be centered around why pop culture matters, and essentially why the things we love that some of us take shit for, and some of us can't really explain to others, like, why do they matter on a bigger scale? Like, why do they matter beyond our fandom? And I reached out to Adrian, and he was the first person I reached out to. He said yes. Um, and then I reached out to our old, our, our old co-host Tom and we started this 
And what's changed is we added Matt, and I think we have, like, since he's a scientist, and I'm a liberal arts person, and Adrian is somebody who loves to watch movies to watch movies from a pure, joyous, and fun place. Adrian's like, shaping the youth of America. He is shaping the youth of America. Yeah, but yes. I don't get to talk to them about Fast F- Furious 9 pitches. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, we have this balance now. Like, we're at a place where I think the chemistry between all three of us is really great. And I think we're doing what I wanted to do. I think we're teaching, and I think we're teaching each other as we go along with it, too. Because there's a lot of topics that we pick that I may not have known or you guys may not have known. And You yeah. know what else we're teaching each other? How Time. to not ramble. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But yes, that's why I made it, Nico. Thank you for asking. Yes. And <laughs> another question for Kate. Try not to be as long. If you could witness any past, any event in the past, present, or future, what would it be? If I could witness any, I would like to be in one of the old, um, in the 20s and 30s, they used to show movies that were accompanied by a gospel choir and bands. And it was most, it was predominantly like religious movies and stuff, but I would love to sit in a movie theater at that time with that ambiance. They were brought up by the people doing these extra performances for it. And I would want to be in one of those theaters watching one of those old movies with that visceral experience. Yeah. And if you want to read about those things, go, uh, go read the book, Hollywood Be Thy Name. It's actually pretty awesome. So I'd want to do that. So it's not like a really big defining moment in anything, but I'd want to be able to sit in one of those things. Jurassic period. Dinosaurs. Done. Next question <laughs> for all of us. Uh, who would be your ideal guest or guest to have on the show? Kate. Don't ask me first. Adrian. Um, shoot. Uh, I think the Star Wars explained guy, so we can talk about Star Wars. Um, and that's like my, uh, I think doable guess. Like we're not, we're not getting like Guillermo del Toro on our podcast. Uh, God damn it, soon. Adrian! Uh, yeah, I was kind of didn't know how to take this question either. Whether I should do somebody that's doable or just uh, somebody like fantasy. No, yeah, Christmas Star Wars explained is really dope. Um, I think we could have some really good Star Wars conversations. Probably like when the Han Solo movie comes out. So we have five months to get big enough for uh, him to come on our podcast. So do it, listeners. Fine. Get us big. Tweet at him. Okay. Well, I was going to say Guillermo del Toro, but since we're going to the realm of possibilities, Adrian, um, no, I actually would like to get somebody, um, I'd I'd like to get Gassy Mexican on to talk about streaming and general nerddom. He's a Twitch streamer, and uh, when I subbed him for the first time, he knew that my name was a name of Gandalf, and it made me so happy. Sure, it's not because his favorite series is Mass Effect. And because of his, ma- his favorite series is Mass Effect. But he also loves Lord of the Rings and knew that Mithrandir is one of Gandalf's many names. So I want to get him on here and talk to him about streaming and things. So that, yeah. Should we make these goals, guys? Down. We can't afford Gassy Mexican. Do you have to pay him? I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't know, honestly. Gassy, if you're listening. He's not listening. I know, he's not. I'm going to tag him in this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, dang it, we went with ideal guest. I totally had, I was totally going with the Kate thing of this, not ideal guest. Um, I meant, I mentioned Guillermo, so. Yeah. Um, shit. 
Skipping me. Next question. Just say who. You, okay, say who your ideal guest was then. Well, my ideal guest, my favorite guest. I would want to get Richard Patrick from Filter because his music is great, and two, he actually is very. Uh, what he puts into his actual music lyrics, that I find, is interesting and somewhat political in life meaning, considering the way he does hard rock. Okay. Um, next question. If you were giving a power to rewrite any TV series, film, book, or video game storyline, what would you choose and how would you make it differently? I'm not going first. Um, I need some time. Matt, go. Ah, damn it. I had this one and I actually thought I wrote this one down. Yeah, I'm like, what happened to your little notebook of notes? I did. I had this one and I completely forgot it because we ended up pushing this one. I had it and then we pushed it back. You didn't write it down, so you don't I know, I forgot it. All right. We'll come back to that question. We'll edit this out. Um, next question. I truly do consider this show a work of art, and any work of art has an impact on the world. What sort of impact would you like this show to leave on the world? I would like the impact to be from a single listener listening and not feeling so alone because they know that what they matter matters beyond them, and then it's okay to be in a fandom, and it's okay to love things unashamedly, and uh, I hope we touch somebody. In a not creepy way. <laughs> uh, I think for me, I think it would be for people to gain appreciations for like these obscure—not like obscure, but like less loved, you know, franchises, uh, like Fast and the Furious and <laughs> things of that nature. Because I usually do those episodes of like. I'm going to teach you why I love XYZ, and it's usually, like, not a beloved thing. But if I can, like, just tell people or help people think about that, you know, franchise, not that franchise specifically, but just, like, franchises in general matter outside of, like, the Star Warses and the Marvel comics and the DC comics and things like that. Um, And they can just appreciate those better and have conversations about that and change the minds. That'd be pretty dope. I'd like that. I want your brain to work. I want you to critically think. That's a good answer. That's a scholarly answer. It is. Because a lot of this stuff, people just, I don't know. I guess from past year of seeing why people like stuff, and it just seems weird. It seems very generic and doesn't seem to really have much to it. And I'd like to have you actually critically think about why you like something and whether you don't like something. Did anybody come up with a TV series yet? Uh, I'll go with... Give me... Well, well if you is... got it, let me read the question so that way we can oh, edit okay. it. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 sorry, my bad. Yeah, I just want to make sure everybody had their answer. Okay, next question. If you were given a power to rewrite any TV series, film, book, or video game storyline, what would you choose and how would you make it differently? I would rewrite the Percy Jackson movies and I would make them true to the books and I would find fan find answers for at least a third one so we can get the majority of that series done because it makes me mad that three has never and will never happen now because um, of the Percy Jackson series so I would write out I would rewrite the movies to reflect the books better and um, hopefully drive up that hype in the fandom this was not my original one but off the top of my head um I'd like a season five of The Glades, at least for two episodes, so I know what happens. You ended this entire show with a guy being shot in his brand new house laying on the floor. More Firefly. Uh, more seasons of Firefly. You can even do it now. Like, you could, like, literally bring Nathan Fillion and all those people back and do Firefly now as them older, and I'd still watch it. You know they would all do it, too. 
Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, 10 out of 10. I am a leaf on the wind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next question from Jason Flat at flatter underscore you. Thank you for hosting the best episode we had. Oh, my God. It's December. But first question for all of us. What kind of tree best describes the way each of you feel when a dog licks your face? A willow. Do you know what a willow feels like? Yeah, it's the ones with the little, like, tendril thingies that are hanging down it, right? No, that's not what a willow is. Oh. Well, what the fuck are the trees in the south that are, like, the little thingies hang down? Are you talking about the moss that hangs from a tree? No. You know willow trees are actually, like, genius, right? These things... It is a willow. A weeping willow. Huh. Okay. They're sure. leaves. It's a f- I was right. Cuz that's what grandma willow looks like and that's what I want cuz I've walked through one of those trees one time in my life and it felt like happy cuz you have all those little tiny leaves hidden in your face and it's cute and ethereal and that's what a dog is, pure. There we go. <laughs> a weeping willow. Uh, bonsai tree. Because I like dogs. And similar to Kate, I like dogs licking my face. Because it <laughs> makes me feel nice. I've never been like, oh, dog, don't lick me. I'm like, oh, thanks for the kiss, dog. And since only, like, one out of our three dogs actually licks and gives kisses, uh, it, it's always a fun time when the other two actually do do it. So I'm like, oh, this is this is life. So bonsai tree. Was that is that not a tree, Matt? Is bonsai tree not a tree? I mean, I believe it is, but I don't think it's kind of a very broad like uh, thing. And also, bonsai is usually like what the Japanese do to make with unaltering the genetic to make them small. But yeah, it's not about what they represent, Matt. I, I I don't feel I don't feel like a small tree. I feel like what the tree represents. Oh, I love this question. <laughs> Uh, we're going with a tree, right? Mm. I'm trying to think like a good tree. Do you have a Rolodex of trees in your head? I do, actually. Um, see, I want to say a salvia plant, but that's not necessarily a tree. Because they really smell really well, and I really like their smell. Even though it's not necessarily a tree. But I do like the underside of the pubescent side of a magnolia tree, which actually feels really cool. So about that. A pubes- a, the pubescent side of a magnolia tree? Like the leaves, yes. And that's why we have the science okay. guy on here. Um, that actually sounded really cute. It cool. was also specific. Awesome. Next question. Also, what are you's favorite shape of pasta? Which I'm glad he defined this by messaging us back because he first said the shape of the past. And I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Penne. Panini? Penne? Which one's that one? P-E-N-N-E. They're the trapezoid looking ones. Oh, I like those. Uh, I want to say spaghetti, but I also really, really like macaroni. (laughs) I was going to go I think I would eat macaroni before I eat spaghetti. I think because you can do more with it. I think I don't like really care for the spaghetti or just noodles. So I'm going with penne. You can't steal my noodle. No, that was a noodle I liked. <laughs> um. All right, from the next person from Noel at Noel. From Noel. Noel. From Noel. 
Your name is now Noella. Um, at Y-F-A-O-F-M. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but from uh, basically for Adrian and I, what video game releases are you most looking forward to next year? Uh, I'll let you go first, Matt. Um, okay, so I looked at the list of video games coming out next year, and so far what they've got arranged and what I'm excited for is not that great. Um, one, I know the Spider-Man game coming out, but it's PS4 exclusive, <laughs> which I do not have, and also apparently they're trying to make every single stupid character playable, because everybody apparently needs a subplot and be able to play. Just let me play Peter Parker. I don't care about Gwen Stefani. I don't care about Mary Jane. It's I don't care about Miles Morales. Did you just say Gwen Stefani? Yep. <laughs> about how much I care. But out of four games that are coming out that look cool, um, basically they're two RTSs, Jurassic World, which looks awesome, which you get to build a dinosaur park, and they pretty much get free and probably eat you. And Surviving Mars, which is also basically based off, it looks like it's based off of the tabletop game of Terraforming Mars, where basically you start and you build a colony on Mars to survive. So like the movie that Adrian kept telling you to watch. What, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? No, The Martian. Oh. Yeah, basically, yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Told you. That one, I'm like 95% sure you would like. <laughs> and your name's Matt, and you're a botanist, just like the movie. Yeah. The book's also really good, too. <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, it, I don't think it's gotten, like, a set release date, but I don't care about any other game other than Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it's the only game that I really, 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 really want to play. Like, like, like Matt said, I want to play Spider-Man, but I don't want to play Spider-Man enough to go buy a PS4. So <laughs> there's that. So I'm going definitely with Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, the first one, the very first one, Red Dead, uh, Red Dead Revolver was great. Red Dead Redemption was great. Um, Rockstar knocks this genre out of the park. So I'm hoping for, for, for them to say that they're going to release it this year, hopefully in quarter two or so. Yeah. There's a few other things that look interesting. Apparently, Sea of Thieves looks okay, but not eh. And then uh, Kingdom of Hearts 3, apparently. But I looked, always looked interesting, but I didn't end up playing the first three. How two. is it Kingdom Hearts 3? I thought there were more than three Kingdom Hearts. Pretty sure it's Kingdom Hearts 3. Pretty sure it's Kingdom Hearts 3, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. I thought there were more music, Kingdom That game Hearts. has such good music. Oh, so it does. Good. It's beautiful music. Okay, gotcha. My bad. I don't know why I thought there were more than that. I only played the first one. Don't know. Keep my questions. Yeah. Um, and the next question. If you could live in any fantasy realm, which would you choose and why? What do you got for us, Adrian? Um, Star Trek. Easy. Like, easily Star Trek. But, like, on Earth Star Trek. Or, like, on somewhere not near, like, you know... Klingon space or like Romulan space where I could just like live happy and not worry about like the board coming to eat me and I could just go into like uh, holodecks and shoot phasers and have my wine and stuff replicated for me and still get drunk and play a flute <laughs> yeah and play a flute <laughs> and play jazz music like Benjamin Sisko <laughs> uh, yeah I, I, that's what I do I think that that's like when you know Roddenberry did Utopia, like that's that's, that's what I want. That's the kind of universe I want. But not expecting that answer, but great. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna live in the Elder Scrolls uh, world realm. And if you don't what know, what race it, would you be? Um, 
I mean, I love playing Argonians, but they are slaves, and people really hate them. <laughs> They're very racist in that game. Oh, that game is super racist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my thing, too. Like, I would like to go, like, would I like to go live in Lord of the Rings and, like, be an elf and go to, like, Rivendale and stuff? But I would also like to shower and <laughs> uh, have running water. <laughs> so, if I have to go, like, if I could go visit, that's a different story. But if I had to, like, live somewhere, I'm living somewhere with robots and flying in space. Skynet. <laughs> no, not that I one. Not I didn't say one. Terminator, not that yeah. one. I'm saying the good one. All right. Next question from David at David M. Gomez 91. I believe he was born in 1991. <laughs> I love just saying that because people always do that. Um, what was is your... Shannon born in 1926? She was in 1926. Her name is 26. That's most likely her favorite number. Okay. Um, His favorite number can't be 91. Doubt it. Um, <laughs> what is your best food experience? For my 21st birthday, I went to Fogo de Chao for the first time. <laughs> and I literally don't think I've ever been as happy eating <laughs> as I was eating all of these meats. And you know, vegetarians and vegans are going to hate this answer. But like when we went in there, they're like, oh, we have a salad bar. Uh, whenever you're ready, just let us know when you want some meat. And I was like, why do you think I'm here? <laughs> I'm not here for salad, lady. Your meat buffet. Give me my meat buffet. Oh, uh, I almost cried because I was so happy. I've never almost cried eating food other than eating fogo de chow because it was so amazing. Just flipping over a thing, and some dude comes with like, "Oh, do you want some of this? Do you want some?" Of this? I couldn't even pronounce any of the food, but it was delicious. And that's that's my best food experience for sure. Fun Thanks, fact, babe, my... for taking me. Fun mm-hmm. fact: My brother did cry at that restaurant. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. It's like some. I was like on some anime. I was on. I was on some anime shit, like, oh, like, like, you know, like how, like, in the animes, like, they, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Food Wars. Yes! Uh, <laughs> that's literally me at Vogue the Child. Like, I was on some Cloud Nine shit. <laughs> Next question from Joe at Joe underscore Fro. Joe Fro. I mean, it's all going to be in the show notes. I, yeah. I yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what popular culture thing, book, film, comic, game, whatever, did you not like as much as most people? We'll exclude Last Jedi because I think people at this point know our feelings on that. Yeah. Well. And also, I think that one's like super more split than people give it credit for. So I don't know if it's like a universal like. Like, what do people like look at you funny for for saying that you don't like? That makes sense. Other than Last Jedi. Yeah. That's fine. Mm, That I don't. There's a lot of stuff that I like that people like look at me funny for liking. Uh, (laughs) Somebody else go. I don't like naruto like at all i think it's a ripoff of dragon ball z and <laughs> i hate having this conversation of how everything in naruto that these kids love is only because dragon ball z was so goddamn popular and the showrunner literally says all of his inspiration comes from dragon ball z uh so and i just i just can't get into it Fair. what do you got for us kate i don't think i've said it on the podcast or made this available to anybody to know but I don't really care for the Terminator that is ridiculous like Terminator like Terminator Terminator 2 you yeah, don't like either of those you're talking movies about those? you're talking about the like the last few that like I don't think anybody liked them you're talking about like Jory Car- like, uh, like uh, Amelia Clark Terminator because it's totally different I mean I like what it does but I wouldn't watch them again I'm so hurt we need a Terminator episode now. <laughs> I 
I mean, granted, it's been about 10 years since I've seen either of them, because like I said, I wouldn't watch them again. Um, Terminator 2 is one of the greatest sequels, like, ever. Like, if you look up, like, the best sequels, it's like Godfather 2, Empire Strikes Back, like, Terminator 2. Don't worry. I'll, Why is everybody staring at me it's, so it's hard right now? Worry, I'm going to make it work. At, so at her. At her thousand followers. At her for this. She can't let. She can't keep getting away with this. It's like 1,600, 1,700 followers now. Not even 1,000. Almost 2,000. But, um, good job, Kate, for doing that. Um, I totally dislike the Mass Effect series. I can't play it at all. It's disgusting. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I mean, even... I, only, I only played it last, like, started playing it last year, so I can't, like, knock you for it, because it took me a long time to get into it, too, because I felt like it was, like, just a space ripoff of Knights of the Old Republic. It's also funny just because, I'm not going to lie, I don't really care for Star Trek at all either. And I'm definitely not biggest Star Wars fan as you guys are. But that's just more of excluded because I am. But Star Trek. All right, moving You're on. You're a scientist. How do you not like Star Trek? Yeah, I feel like you just haven't watched enough Star Trek. Literally every scientist I've ever met in my entire life or know that are popular love fucking Star Trek. So yeah. that one might be an exposure thing, but I really do not like the Mass Effect series. Yeah, Except I can see that's that. fair. That's I feel fair. like you would like Star Trek if you watch like the Next Generation Star Trek and like s- just skip the original. Yeah, uh, the original. Except for when Gassy Mac- Mexican cough cough plays it because I actually enjoyed watching that story. But I do not. Please actually come on it. our podcast, Gassy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, moving on to the next question. <laughs> From Suara, after we've been all insulted at each other. All right, from Suara. At, okay, I apologize, Suara. I probably can't say your last name. Make you feel better. Um, from at Suara, Saleh won. He was born in one. <laughs> 1901. No, he's, he's one. <laughs> no, that means that somebody already took Suara Saleh, or he just made no, it. No, he, he's, just, he's just one. He was, <laughs> or, he, or he was born in one. Born <laughs> in one sounds better. Yeah, born in one. <laughs> um, this is actually a really good question. Not that the others aren't. Why is it important to have differing and challenging viewpoints in discussion about pop culture and why it matters? Um, I don't know if this really answers the question or not, but I think just from our, just from like the last question, like we just had, right? Like we are all different in the things that we like, but it's never like I can't go talk to Kate or Matt about the things I like. Or they can't talk to me about the things I like because we're able to have conversations about it and then not put them down. So I don't know if it's so much having differing and challenging viewpoints in pop culture. I think it's just being able to have those conversations and not feel terrible after because people don't agree with you. I think it's more important than having having a different view of something. Yeah. Because we've gone into some pretty heated debates, Adrian. Yeah, yeah, and I don't hate you. Like, oh, yeah, every, exactly. Everything's fine. <laughs> what do you got, Kate? Um, no, I mean, it's a whole reason I, you know, it's a whole reason we have the host dynamic that we have. Like, it's not interesting to just have a whole bunch of people that agree with you. Like, what, what happens when everybody agrees with you? What happens when we protect things? Like, you have to critique things to make them better. And not only that, like, it's interesting. Like, we live on a planet with a whole bunch of different people. We live in a Twitter sphere with a whole bunch of different people. Are you sure about that? You should live in a Twitter sphere with a whole bunch of different people. Um, and having those challenging viewpoints or different viewpoints, like, it, one, teaches you how to not be a dick. 
we have a fandom shirt that says don't be a dick on it for a very big reason and two it teaches you how to have these conversations and understand that these experiences are subjective and i may love something for the reason adrian hates it and adrian might love something for the reason i hate it or the reason matt won't watch it like we all yeah, have that's probably things. very true like we all have those like opinions on the stuff we like but yeah i think very important just because as said i think you need differing and challenging viewpoints because not everybody sees the same thing and you need something different because i feel nowadays everybody keeps getting in this little bubble of the other way where they don't actually look at the other side yeah and when you do that you're just as ignorant as the people from the people you disagree with yeah i agree I think it also helps the podcast, in all honesty, because, like, my Buffy episode, I didn't even think to add the fact that it does not represent people of color at all. <laughs> like, having Adrian, somebody who was on outside of Buffy, was like, hey, this is kind of a big thing. <laughs> yeah. Fandom yeah. blinds you. Yeah. I like it. Good question. Cool. I think it highlights our podcast very well. Also, Suara, I know you're going to listen to this. We need a nature episode. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. Next question from Screen Addicts at Screen underscore Addicts. Um, out of all the different species in Star Wars movies, which species would you want to be that is not human? Togruta. Like my girl Ahsoka. So I would go with, with Chiss. They're the blue skin, like red eyed people. Um, the most famous one that people know about if they don't play like the Star Wars The Old Republic games is uh, Grand Animal Thrawn. They're cool because we don't know a whole lot about them. But they also can, like, see in, like, low levels like, of, like, infrared almost. And, like, they live to, like, they're, you know, over 80. And they're super smart. And they're tall. And they're different. I can still be, like, kind of human without being, like, not completely, like, a Thorian with, like, big hammerhead kind of thing. Are those the people from Cloud City? N- no. Okay. What? Who are the people from Cloud City? The tall people with the tall necks. You talking, talking about Camino? Yeah, Camino. Yeah, the the cloners. Yeah, the the Kaminoans. But no, not those people. Okay. Yeah. I mean, those, they would be pre- I guess they would be, be kind of cool, cool too, because you just yeah. chill on a water planet, cloning people, really holding smart. people's lives in your hands. Man would be a Kaminoan com- com- uh, for sure. I think. I could see that. I'm the asset. Get over it. Best woman <laughs> um, next question from Five Meets Comics. Hold on, can I just say how much I love that you love that movie? <laughs> Best creature. Guess what? I saw more of that. Saw more of that creature than I did all of Star Wars, and they have a galaxy full of aliens. Yeah. Well, let's also take this to put that it is a fact that Star Wars needs more aliens in its damn universe because all three of us agree. Yeah, like, alien characters can be more than just your, you know, Moss Eisley cantina scene that they keep trying to redo. Like, oh, these aliens are cool. I think we're at the point where you need to start making them more of a thing, Star Wars. Thank you. Guillermo del Toro movie, just about aliens. That's why they're not answering the phone. (laughs) <laughs> All right, next question from Five Meets Comics at Five Meets. What's a pop culture thing that you're into? What, excuse me. What's a pop culture thing you are into that you are alone on in your circle and you don't bother trying to get others into it because you've tried and failed too many times? So are we talking about a thing or like a very specific movie? I think it's just a pop culture thing, whether it be a game series or just like a movie series or just like a movie or anything. Okay, so I'm going to give a two-part answer. 
but it's gonna be short. The first one is the uh, manga Gantz. I have tried to get a whole bunch of people in the horror community to read Gantz. Um, they refuse to, and they kind of just don't understand it because there's a whole bunch of like Western like um, like reenactments of like Laura Croft, like this one character, or whatever. It's really graphic, so I can't recommend it to anybody, and nobody I know has read it. So if you've read Gantz, please hit me up. I love that manga. Um, the other one that is just a singular movie. I love Batman and Robin, and I know that nobody loves it with me, and that's perfectly fine. I'll use my Bat credit card to, I don't know, go buy it on DVD or something. I'm not watching that with you. Get over I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough bat nipples for my life. Adrian, what do you got? Um, I'm trying to th- try to think. Um, I would probably have to say... I don't want to keep going back to it, but probably Fast and the Furious. I have, like, one friend who legitimately likes going to watch Fast and the Furious movies uh, that I know. Like, I dragged Stefani to them. I dragged you guys to one. Like, I don't have anyone who's, like... I went. <laughs> like, I don't have anyone who's, like, super into it, and... Have you met Nick? I'm not, I'm not going to explain it anymore. I'm just going to be like, here, go listen to my Fast and the Furious episode, and you'll understand why I like it so much. And I came up with my movie title... It's going to be The Fast and the Furious. We're, we're, we're doing all of it. We're doing The Fast and the Furious to, to harken back to the original movie. Uh, Cloud Nine. As a, <laughs> as a, oh, you think there's going to be a utopian, you know, euphoric world. No, the world is shit and everything is crazy. So it's a uh, play on words that I think Tokyo would have a good time coming up with a title for. Because you know how they do like Wild Speed. Uh, Arctic's <laughs> chase or something like that. So that that's my title. I feel like Adrian needs to have a Patreon tier where somebody just gives him like a rough sketch of like here, put these three people in a movie and then have you do a scene. Yeah, I will patent Oswald the shit out of it. Let's do that. <laughs> Fun fact, my hometown has a strip club called Cloud Nine. It is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's not heavenly? Nope. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Um, I want to say MMORPGs besides WoW, because I apparently have so many problems with getting friends to play. I can get friends to semi, maybe able will try it, but they don't stick around, and usually we'll level half the time to like 30 or something, get to the end, and they'll quit, or they'll just quit, and what ends up happening is I always end up playing by myself. I've been really wanting to play Final Fantasy XIV, don't have really anybody to play with there, you guys abandoned me on Elder Scrolls. Star Wars is over public. Nobody's really done. He's, he's so busy. I know. But just an MMO, RPG in general. I can never make it to the... I literally almost built in a marketplace by myself and oh, never went no. up. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You made me get on every day to build that damn thing with you. I bought a big-ass house in Elder Scrolls for... I played. I was on But didn't you have, like, those messed, up, those messed up gold things and that's how you got it? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> but I bought it, damn it. I could have bought a bunch of loot boxes or something, but I didn't. I bought a house for Matt. I know Matt wanted one. I bought you a house. I got who, on. Who I was the only one on. You? I was the only one on. But the way the system was set up, I couldn't log into your house and do anything. It's I bought there. furniture. It's there. You can go You can go in there whenever you want. But I can't do anything in it. <laughs> it's just like my actual what I'm explaining. Just a big empty house with just me. <laughs> I'm going to put in the 
all by myself like song going on right there. So anybody interested in playing Final Fantasy fourteen, feel free. I'm really looking to resub. I know how he says this, and he has me to play with. Yeah, but most of the time it's me forcing you to play. Like, I know you enjoy the game, but it's like you play for a little bit, and you're like, I want to watch Netflix. I want to watch Hulu. <laughs> I'd rather watch Housewives. Like, I don't care to watch this shit. Accurate. Yes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Next question from our adopted cosplayer, Quinn, at Horror Shadows, which for some reason we always use her Twitter, and I don't know if she's even looked at her Twitter in the last six months, but we will keep tagging her. We will force you to look at it. Just like I force you to look at your Snapchat. Um, for all of us, even though we've kind of gone over this a little bit, but what is a what? We'll change the question. What is a podcast goal for the upcoming year for each of one of us? I want us to do a panel at a comic convention. Um, wow, man, how's it be convention related? Um, that's cool. I, we'll do it want us to go to a convention all together again uh, for yeah. those of you who don't know i live 600 miles away in a different time zone from kate and matt so it's not always easy for us to get together and do things that's why we're you know it's always like the two of them at a convention and like me and my wife at another one and things like that so if we can get together and go to like a big convention you know like a pax prime or a TwitchCon or like even like a blizzcon or something i think that'd be really fun sad part is we still live in the same state yeah <laughs> you, you can't hear you yay texas <laughs> um my podcast goals is i had something and then everybody went to conventions and i totally went my power brain scattered off um i want i want like an actual you, you don't want you want to do i thought you were gonna say uh you want us to get big enough where someone will make a fake Twitter. That's what it was. <laughs> yes. I want us to get big enough to where people make send us hate comments and we get big enough where people make fake Twitter accounts to try to troll us. I find that hilarious oh and very God. petty. But hilarious. I manage those accounts. Please don't do that. I think it'd be funny. We get hate emails. <laughs> Shade matters. <laughs> um, next question for Kate. Uh, when are you going to do a cosplay with me? When I have time. <laughs> I've, like, planned out, like, multiple cosplays in my head because I really loved cosplaying when I did it, um, but I never actually built my own armor. So doing an armored piece is something I really want to do. Um, but uh, we will be at PAX South January 12th through 14th. I have no clue when we're, when we're releasing this episode because we're, we're recording this ahead of time. Um, and I'm trying to get Matt to dress up as... Uh, the creep slayers from Troll Hunters with me, and he can be the big blonde guy. And I have glasses now that look like Eli's, so I want to be Eli, and it's gonna be so cute. Dang it. Creep slayers with a Z. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so it may be sooner than you think, Quinn. Does that count? All I gotta do is find a shirt and a bike helmet. No, we gotta eat black pants. You gotta get black pants, you gotta get a black shirt, and you gotta put a black helmet on. Yeah, I'm wearing black sweats, black shirt. <sighs> that's what you. If that's what I have to do to get you in there, yes. They wear some very skin-tight pants in the show. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> uh, okay. Next question from Ritz at Ivy Wall. Uh, he basically says, I'm asking Kate and Matt to collectively create your own Mystery Men superhero team that is similar to the heroes in that movie. 
so the first one, I'm going to go ahead and just pick the PMS lady who shows up at the, the hero casting call, because um, I think you should never doubt a woman when she is bleeding for a week and having complete pain, and she will crush you. <laughs> you might have to do all these, because I don't remember any of the superheroes. That movie is so underrated. So you have Mr. Furious, who just gets really, really mad, and then you have the shoveler, who uses a shovel. The blue Raja throws fucking utensils, and the bowler throws a bowling ball that has her dad's head of skull inside it okay and then uh the spleen just smells really really bad invisible boy can only be invisible when people aren't looking at him and then the sphinx is the really creepy puzzle guy that they go to learn stuff from captain a rubik's cube captain rubik's cube yep okay so that means we how many who heroes are there there's one seven. two three four five six six because the sphinx doesn't count oh so there's six. So um, I want PMS woman with like a nicer name where it doesn't have like all like the negative connotations and stuff. Although she's using it to fuel her rage. Anyway. Um, Peripheral. Uh, dang it. So her Rubik's Cube man. Um, These aren't actual people, right? I can make something up, right? Yeah, you just make something okay. up. Okay. Yeah. It's mystery man. They're just made up shit. Um. Can I get the candle from Beauty and the Beast? What? <laughs> Explain. They throw f- wax and flames. So you just want to do, like, because the, the whole thing is, like, they're random people dressed up as fake superheroes. So you want to do, oh. so you want to do. It's been so yeah. long since I've been to Skip It. Yeah, like the cobbler who throws shoes that he makes at people. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. Let's start this over. All That's right. a pretty good one. I'm pretty happy with that one. That that one should be in your team. I'm down the with cobbler. that one. Okay. Even though I think uh, Mike Myers did that in um, a, um, Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that shoe guy. Who anyway. throws a shoe? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they are totally normal people who have made superhero perso- personas around really mundane things. Okay. First person you got. I want a woman who harnesses the power of her period. Okay. <laughs> That's I wish one. I could remember the PMS thing from Big Bang. It's peripheral motion uh, something. <laughs> and I'm going to take a Rubik's Cube man. Rubik's Cube man. No, that should be one of your characters, Matt. Someone who, like, science talks people to death. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> they just get so bored, they just die. <laughs> Think about the state of America. I think that would be a great superhero for you to do, Matt. I think that's good. Okay. We need a catchy name, though. Think of the name. Think of the name, Adrian. E um. equals MC Die. <laughs> yes. Got it. Okay. Got e three. equals MC Die. Um. You need, like, a dark, broody, like, Batman-y character. I feel like Adrian should have been asked this question. <laughs> Yeah, I'm low. I'm low key sad. I might, I I might really may have like to, mystery men. I, I love said, mystery men. I said we might have to be. Uh, Adrian, jump in here. Who's uh, wants so to be a millionaire? I might need to ask so the hard. audience. <laughs> yeah, so we got three uh, so far. Something dark and broody. Um, I want bro man who is just like one of those uh, college frat dudes that dre- that's dressed in like those weird wash jeans. And, like, the boots and the polo shirt, and he just goes around, like, throwing red Solo cups at people. Yeah, he's, like, the muscle. I can, can, I, can I get the, the no, can we get the, to help the muscle, can we get the uh, PC coach from South Park? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? 
Have you not seen? I think it's uh, what is the heck that dude's name from South Park? It's PC. It's, a, it's he, PC principal. 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 There we go. Politically correct principal. Mm. It's hilarious when they do it on South Park. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Uh, you had Rubik's Cube, PMS, what did he say again? Science Man. Science Man, and then what was the next one you guys said? Uh, I said Frat, frat Dude. Yeah, you go Frat Dude. Oh, no, Bro Man. Bro, bro Man is so his name. Like bro Man. That's, that's four? four. We need two more. We need the broody guy. We need to have the broody guy. A goth kid who just, um trap dances around his enemies and like confuses them it disorients confuses them, them disorients them and like he'll throw in a few punches here and there <laughs> listening to just like emo you know I'm gonna 2007's music like the hot topic videos yes yeah exactly <laughs> that, that's his name hot topic hot topic <laughs> um I want a fucking roller derby girl in there I don't know what she'd do though cause she'd be like the bowler cause the bowler's badass She's, like, the only one with a legit superpower in Mystery Man. <laughs> so she would have to have, like, a, a token or something that she draws her power from. Uh, she skates in her grandmother's skates, who's, like, the best uh, roller derby person, like, Hall of Famer. Ooh! And she died tragically. In a roller derby accident. In a roller derby accident, yeah. And I'm gonna name her the Holy Roller... Because that's actually a name of one of the roller derby teams here in Austin that uh, my old boss uh, skated for and was a captain of. So yeah, there right. we, go. we did it. We did it. Yeah. Sorry, Ritz. I'm not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write comics. <laughs> um, and our last question we have from Jarrett at I Snow Nothing. Uh, what franchise do you each think is most the most influential on the overall state of pop culture? What franchise do you wish was most inf- influential? Uh, so I think the franchise that's the most influential, I'm just going to say Star Wars. Because um, like watching the Toys That Made Us documentary, like it seemed like everything was just trying to keep up with what Star Wars was doing and using it as like a model. Um, and on top of that... It's the second highest grossing media franchise, the top, uh, the second highest grossing media in ticket sales behind the MCU, and it is known by everybody. Everybody knows the twists and everything, and then what I wish was the most influential... I guess technically if you think Star Wars should be, then that would be... I don't. Okay. I, I know that I have, like... I wish that horror as a genre was more influential because it, it's influential within the community and people who like watch these movies and like see the social commentary and criticism but the problem is is because it's a genre um they're genre films and it's a genre that people assume is going to scare them when that's not always the case not enough people watch these movies to actually get like the beauty and like the revolutionary stuff that happens from horror movies um, so I think horror was more influential than it is in our current state of like, um, like our, per- our current pop culture landscape. What yeah. you got for us, Adrian? Uh, I'd probably just say comic books in general as like a medium franchise, I think are most influential only because they're like the biggest movies we're seeing other than Star Wars. Like if Star Wars wasn't a thing, um, 
I think comic books would just like overrun everything. Uh, I mean, combined all the movies that comic books have made like last year, I don't think is anything com- is a lot more than like Star Wars has made. Um, I would like that Star Trek would come back into being like the thing. To be honest, uh, as much as I love Star Wars, I like the uh, the message in Star Trek more, and I think we need more of like old school Gene Roddenberry Star Wars in the world. I know we have Star Trek Discovery, but that's behind a paywall, and it's bullshit. That's not Star. That's not Star Trek to put that behind, you know, CBS's paywall. So I would like that in a way that everyone can access and appreciate and get behind. So I obviously probably think, as you guys said, either Star Wars or comic books probably the most influential. I really believe that Star Wars probably is. Um, but what franchise do you wish would be most influential? Um, I thought about going with something like what Adrian said, not that, but I really didn't think, couldn't think of anything else besides Star Trek. And obviously, as I've already stated, I don't really watch Star Trek. But I would go with, honestly... I think all the Elder Scrolls franchise, as much as they're popular from Skyrim, I just like the actual lore of the game. And if you actually look at, especially you get it when you start exploring the whole Tamriel, of just the diversity of not only the races, the different, obviously, creatures of everything, uh, the um, dynamic, the social ramifications, the houses, the politics of that entire franchise throughout their entire five games their mmo like it's crazy how what you see in everyday life plays a lot into that game if you actually look at a lot of the stuff and read a lot of the lore of how they do things and they're real i really want to learn more about their religion yes there are multiple religions in that game there's multiple houses of politics in that game obviously there's multiple races a lot of racism in that game (laughs) based on stuff um obviously it's not even just humans it's literally just actually different uh specs. you have this nice thing of like magic and storytelling and imaginary and scenery the the way the game portray and even read throughout the stuff is just the places they live are not so everything's just not like being overcome with smog and ran down and advanced technology even though they have magic in there it's literally like living I guess, like, in hut houses, per se, in some old-school castle built out of stone. I actually kind of want to change my answer. I want something new to happen. I want to have a fucking Star Wars moment now. Like, I want something to come on the scene that changes how we think about everything, and I think I really want this because I'm really tired of the freaking reboots that are happening and for everything there are so many reboots there are so many remakes and i get i want to see something that is just new and mind-blowing and i want it to have like i guess too like i just want to experience what like my dad and stuff experienced with like star wars phenomenon and stuff like that like when it happened so yeah you know what that moment is no but why throw the podcast let's get out of here Yes. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for sending in questions. We had a lot of fun answering them, as you can tell. And uh, if you want to support us more, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash butwhythopc. 
and uh, interact with us. We really want to get this community going for uh, 2018. You can check out our, our new writing tweet, our new writing team at butwhythopodcast.com. And you can contact us at info at butwhythopodcast.com on our Facebook, facebook.com slash butwhythopc, or our Twitter at butwhythopc. You can find me at ohmymythrandier on Instagram and Twitter. Adrian? Yep, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at superreese 93 S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z-93. And yes, that's because I was born in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> Matt? Um, you can find me on the Twitter at datm18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. And we had a lot of fun answering your questions, but don't feel bad. If you have other questions, feel free, and we will answer them as well on our social medias. Yep, send them to us. At all times on anything. Even about our life. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like I kind of want to go out with like 99 questions. Or 99 uh, 21 questions by 50 Cent is much better. Okay. What, totally 99 problems, 99 but a bitch problems. ain't one yeah. ain't better? I totally got that wrong. Or 99 red balloons. Because it's in a different language. I don't know what the language was. I think it was German. It's German. Okay. Bye guys. Hey man, Cause I'm asking you all of the questions. Got some questions that I gotta ask, and I hope you can come up with the answers, baby. Girl, it's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me, girl? It's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down? And how would you still have love for me? If I fell off tomorrow, would you still love me? If I didn't smell so good, would you still hug me? If I got locked up and sent this to a quarter century, could I count on...